opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard yeah. left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were all right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position. Hard the left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 hard
He added, any people who has been persecuted for 2,000 years must be doing something wrong. <laughs> so yeah, almost word for word what I said there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that was wild. I just I just saw that and was like, oh, that's crazy. Got to send this to your ear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Content. Yeah, so that's, that's basically uh, what you missed out on in the UK politics episode. I'm not... I'm not sure we brought that up. I think I did with FFF last night. But yeah, crazy, crazy quote from Kissinger. But you've been keeping busy then. Uh, Yeah, yeah, the last week or so since I um, I went to my friend's wedding and played live. Um, it was quite exciting. Um, You know, nice occasion for my friend and everything. But let's be real, it was sort of all about me really. And I sort of... Um, <laughs> quite enjoyed getting back in there and playing live again so i'm hoping to do some of that but in the meantime yeah i've been trying to keep up a, a good podcasting schedule um but that's enough house talk you know we don't need to do that anymore let's get on to um what i believe you have sort of determined as our main subject for today which i'm happy to go along with because <laughs> because i have actually watched this so i can Hopefully yeah. contribute something. Well, I have watched uh, and read a couple of things I, I could maybe talk about, but um, definitely, I think it was last time I was recording with you uh, when we were with uh, Julia and Jacques, uh, we, yeah. we briefly brought up the new season of <clears throat> uh, Black Mirror, but I don't think uh, at that point I hadn't watched it. I don't think Juliet had watched it. No, I, uh, I think it was just, just me. you and maybe Garant. Garant I don't sure. think Garant had watched it either. So yeah, I think it was right, just because so. <laughs> I basically was pretty limited. Watched, yeah, I'd watched it like all in one night or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of binged it or maybe two nights. And uh, yeah, it was kind of I wasn't fully concentrating. And it was just basically because I'd been watching a lot of very hard edged satire um, due to the researching the Morris slash Iannucci episode. Um I don't want to watch like bad yeah. Iannucci Morris comedy, I guess. I, I didn't want to watch Avenue Five to wind down. Um <laughs> so I was like, oh well well I I wouldn't mind something that's kind of a bit pulpy and fantastical, but sort of within that wheelhouse. And I can say on the show, oh yeah, I watched this thing because Charlie Brooker wrote for the Brass Ipeda Geddon special, so it's all related. Um, yeah. So it kind of counted as doing <laughs> research as well. So yeah, I watched the new series of Black Mirror, which is like, what, six episodes? Uh, five episodes, but two of them are like uh, double length episodes, I think. Okay. Do they have a set length for Black Mirror episodes? Because there seem a lot of them seem to be basically feature films. Uh, well... Uh, yeah, the, um, it seems that they're all 45 minutes or an hour and 20 something minutes. So like double length, oh, okay. I guess. Uh, okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah. On Wikipedia, it doesn't say the length of each individual episode. Uh, probably right. does on, on the actual, if you click on each episode, but I can't be asked to do that. I only it, noticed cause I, I, I downloaded it and I was kind of in front of the computer and was like, I was doing that thing, like I, because I, like you know, like there's going to be a twist, and so mm. I was like, I wonder how many minutes are left in this episode, <laughs> like how, <laughs> how, 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 how many, how long till we get to the twist? Like, wait, how long are they until they, uh, yeah, do something? Uh, it, it was very, uh, so I was very aware of the length of each episode. 
Mm. Uh, well, the lengths would have been more fixed um, because it was up until... Oh, when was it? Um, no, uh, from from basically from after the second series, it, it was yeah. on it. At the, at the Christmas special following the second series, it became a Netflix show. And so obviously, mm-hmm. you before that, it was on Channel 4. And obviously on Netflix, you get a bit more leeway a lot of the time in terms of, you know, how long you want the episodes to be or whatever. Yes, and uh, like weird season lengths and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, you were looking. That for said, those I twists. mean, it, it already kind of started on a weird foot, didn't it? With three episodes being a little unusual. Yeah, a bit like um, the thick of it. Actually, that was only yeah. three, um, two seasons of three episodes. Although they were both in the same year, rather than the two years separating them, like Black Mirror. But um, yeah, obviously, this is a more kind of. Uh, um, large scale project in the thick of it, which you know expanded into quite a large ensemble, but it's quite a contained sort of drama. Um, yes, the core grounded. show is only three seasons and a, a movie. Mm. Um, right, yeah, but uh, yeah. So after after that recording uh, with you and the gang, uh, I was like, well, I, I should probably check out the new Black Mirror. I mean, I I, I had already recognized like the show has been kind of uh deteriorating i guess and there was some flaws that have been there from the start uh but it's always been a show that like like there's something i don't know something that draws me back like i'm I'm, where i'm curious what's gonna happen yeah uh and uh part of that i think is I, i i mean i grew up i i loved twilight zone as a kid you know very very old show now obviously very hokey uh over the top in a lot of ways uh the the tropes in it that were new and and fresh at the time have now been done like a thousand times and feel very old like Uh, (laughs) anti-semitic tropes on this show it's been done a thousand times but those never get old, Jack. Those are perennial. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no oldest. people does gets persecuted for thousands of years. <laughs> They're the oldest tropes, I believe. Is the <laughs> right up there with prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, c- I couldn't hear the word tropes without making some sort of stupid fucking joke. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. No, um. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. I, you know, I I I do enjoy a bit of Black Mirror, but watching this season, it just really um, it cemented something that I kind of felt, but for a long time, but hadn't put into words, which I kind of alluded to earlier. Just like Charlie Brooker is a TV writer who who truly just has so much contempt for TV audiences, like, and it just <laughs> it comes through in every facet of like when you look back on his career but it's really really shining through in this latest season of black mirror i think it used to be quite funny when he was doing a sort of exaggerated version of uh you know the, the sort of misanthropic part of him which i'm sure is yeah. his entire personality um but you know i i in retrospect quite like all those screen wipe shows and news wipe and stuff and i mean i haven't revisited them in a long time but yeah it was only really when he started doing stuff like you know generic anti-corbin talking points that i was kind of like 
uh, this has run its course. Misanthropy has its place. It's fun. It, it's, uh, yeah, no, it, it's enjoyable. And I think we've talked about on the show on various occasions how like it's it's easier to be a critic of society than it is to actually suggest a positive uh progressive change oh, tell and me i think it. he scratches that itch really well you know that that being a critic of society uh sure um at least when he's doing when he's at his best he does it really well for sure um and that's funny yeah, yeah. But it's just uh yeah, I don't know. There's certain things that just come through. Um like in uh, the 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 first episode of the season, Joan is awful. Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's one of only two episodes I feel in the whole season that managed to even really attempt the black comedy thing. So I got to give it some props for that. Like, it does attempt it, yeah. <laughs> but it's so <clears throat> it feels like 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 very generic on the one hand like it's a plot like it, it feels like it could just be like it'd be like a, a a normal sort of movie that you wouldn't say is a shitty movie necessarily but it's not gonna it doesn't leave that much of an impression you know it's it's the it's a hero story it's got this individualistic protagonist who uh like it literally has a show being made about them uh and the solution of course is to take down the bad guy who is clearly identifiable and uh, there's individual actors uh and it it's it doesn't seem to have like i like it's making it's like it's a, a lot of hay about uh, deep fakes and AI, which feels very like uh, what, what what was you know and like buzzwordy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's bigger. Probably a smarter of way the, of saying that because of the writers and actors strikes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure this this must have been written before. Oh yeah, like, of course. The yeah, way before strike started, I guess. But no, uh, definitely, like, definitely. There, there, there was this is. As as somebody who writes for TV, he must have been aware of what was brewing. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, it's zeitgeisty. You know, it's uh, to the extent that I feel like, is it gonna hold up? Like a lot of previous seasons of Black Mirror, like the technology they focused on has either been kind of just like a very natural extension of something we already use very widely like cell phones mobile phones but mm. uh or it's been something incredibly sci-fi futuristic that's just totally impossible at the at the time of the episode and this one felt like something in between where ai is in this kind of moment where it's changing a lot and it's becoming very good in a lot of ways and we don't really know where it's gonna go it could like is this could potentially just be as good as ai is gonna get for a long time in which case nothing that horrifying is gonna happen anytime soon or it could be like really really life-changing but i don't feel like this black mirror episode captures that for me you know yeah no it it, uh, it, it, it all just seemed to be it satire was just kind of like um you know, sort of like, oh, we own your likeness, but I didn't agree to become a contract. Oh, yes, you did. You should have read the small tr- the small print. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't matter because we're going to do it. 
you know, it didn't which would like be fine anything. enough, a little trite perhaps, but like fine if they'd like explored that more. If they'd be like, well, mm. why is it legal? Why is Netflix allowed to uh, do this? In oh yeah, because the cunts, the cunts producing this must be at it. You know, <laughs> not Charlie Brooker himself, <laughs> but like the people he works for. The, the, the yeah. Mossad, I'm talking about, of course. No, no, as in Netflix. <laughs> what was <laughs> the CIA? Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was pretty meta, uh, wasn't it? Uh, of it course, the meta, company in the show meta. is called Streamberry, not Netflix. But he was uh, like Streamberry. That was so and... annoying. Yeah, that is Streamberry. Is stupid. They wouldn't call it that. That wouldn't get right. Be, be brave. Come on. Use. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they use Netflix on Netflix when it's like something good that reflects well on the company. It's just when it's like some evil shit. They're like, oh no, no, no. You can come up with a funny name. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh yeah that's the first episode and then uh well also about the first episode it it felt very okay i see what they did here episode one they put in like selma hayek and uh, like jesse eisenberg right was he michael sarah i understand the confusion yeah yes (laughs) he's only in one scene so i really didn't uh now him and and eisenberg have been getting people been mixing them up from day one oh i've always mixed him up but yeah i'm pretty okay (laughs) if he's in a lot of it i can kind of think about it but yeah yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) and 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 who else was uh who was playing i can't remember they they got a lot of celebrities in this yeah salma hayek rob delaney corbin supporter rob delaney um uh <laughs> jabuki young whites i swear uh, maybe i don't know them if they're quite young um oh at the same age like four days younger than me i don't know i'm not sure i, I know him or whatever um yeah um michael sarah himesh patel who was the guy in yesterday the worst film ever made <laughs> You remember the Beatles, <laughs> Danny Boyle? Bullshit. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah, sucks yeah, so much, yeah. dick. Uh, and that he was in was Tenet awful. as well, which I also disliked. Uh, Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. Not the Nolan one. That's just bullshit. Uh, in Inception, fucking nonsense. Like reheated for the COVID era, or whatever. <laughs> well, made pre-COVID, but then he held off releasing it because he needed it to be released in cinemas. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't really. I think Star what, what, Interstellar was the last Nolan film I saw. Oh yeah, well he's got uh, Oppenheimer coming out now. I, I am a little curious about that one. Yeah, anti-Japanese. I've heard. No, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> so. They're not. They're not really in it. And there was like somebody. I mean, on... Yeah, it's like, what would you do? Would you like? What do you want to just show? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. some Japanese civilians being vaporized. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, or, and or that's would the... you rather focus on the war crimes of the Imperial Army or like? It's like because either one long, feels kind of nasty. The last, uh, it's like Passion for Christ, where like the last hour is just like torture. It, but it's just like watching Japanese people be like incinerated by nuclear fire. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, there's maybe a place for that movie, but I don't, I don't know <laughs> if that's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, what, I'm sure. What, yeah, what FFF's, FFF's film collection. I think that's the place where, <laughs> <laughs> where you can find the <laughs> um, the ghosts of Hiroshima. 
yeah. Have we got anything uh, else to say about this first Black Mirror episode? I say desperately veering, uh, <laughs> trying really to steer no. us back yeah. on track. Trying to get back on the topic. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I thought this episode so was unfunny yeah. bullshit. I thought it was trying to be funny the whole time and it didn't have any good gags. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the 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 whole thing with the celebrities being like dotted throughout it, I'm just like it it, it contributes to that already present zeitgeisty feeling of like okay, they're just really trying to make it in the here and now. And I just wonder maybe in five years it'll hold up. I don't think so. But yeah, like it's right. one of those things where in five years time, I think people will be like, this is kind of cringe. You know what I mean? Well, it was like um, when the actors and writers went on strike, both citing um, the AI stuff as as their reason. A lot of people were like, Charlie Brooker predicted the writer's strike. It's like, (laughs) just by knowing the AI. No, it was weird when the stuff about David Cameron putting his dick in a pig's mouth came out like um, (laughs) a, a, a few years after the Charlie Brooker thing where the prime minister has to fuck a pig. That was strange. But this is just like... AI is like a hot topic. Yeah, lots of people have been speculating about AI and like what it's going to do. And uh, yeah, it's a hot topic. Yeah. (laughs) All right, should we move on to episode two? Episode two, yes. Lock Lock Henry. Henry. This one. um, ah, Started good, I thought. I kind of, I was like into it at first. It was kind of a bit of a creepy thing and, you know. Um, I was like, yeah, I was, I was feeling it, and I, I, I could get behind, like, uh, you know, there was some discourse on, like, uh, you know, uh, the, the problematic nature, I guess, of uh, true crime and what it means to different parts of the community and to yeah. victims and stuff. Yeah, I, I fucking hate true crime. I do yeah. watch it sometimes, though. Yeah, <laughs> I indulge in a bad <laughs> habit, but it's yeah. uh, it's like cigarettes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the only true crimes I need are the crimes that I commit because crime pays. <laughs> I'm a fucking. You gangster. don't need to watch true crime. Yeah, you are yeah. true crime. I'm committing crimes every day, baby. But then, like, man, yeah, the just big problem weed, for this one was in this in, no, in the storytelling. I did not. I. I. I why like why did why did why did the girlfriend character just like drown in the river oh that was so stupid it was just to add in another fucking twist it didn't do anything it's just like yeah she discovers that his parents were killer and then she's the killers and then she's like running away and then she just fucking falls and hits her head on a rock and it's like all right <laughs> that doesn't affect anything he still finds out the truth yeah. about his parents so it's like had no relevance to the plot apart from making the main character kind of sad yeah it's just like oh, he's, but at the end he's bummed out no but then at the end doesn't he like he's in his uh he he's like in his room and he's like gonna like it implies that he's gonna do murder shit too or something i don't know i've no uh, maybe he looks enough. at the note it says like these, these are for your film i didn't i don't know i didn't get any implication oh yeah no probably i think it's just that he's like bummed out i think that's it i think it's just at the end of a film he's traumatized in a a husk that was my read i don't i'm not 100 percent sure what they were going for uh it seemed like a like a the protagonist gets what he wanted but at what cost kind of thing which i mean all right there's only so many story arcs i guess but yeah again it didn't her death had no other relevance to the plot 
he still found out that his mom was the murderer. And yeah. It, it, I thought, and, I, I and like... it was so anticlimactic that I actually missed her death at first. And I only <laughs> yeah. noticed when I saw the scene with him being bummed. Actually, the scene right before that with the awards where the presenter's like, uh, his late girlfriend. And I'm like, wait, late? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> he did, did somebody kill his girlfriend? And I had to go back 10 yeah, minutes. She just and, falls and oh. it's just boom. It's just another, like, Brooker was just like, oh, shit, we need another, like... Uh, miserable thing just to compound yeah. the horror we just need another bad thing to happen um, like the first episode would ended too happily i guess with them defeating netflix uh and so oh, yeah. this episode's got to be kind of sad guys oh wait stream back to black mirror streambury is in both episodes yeah Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Oh, that's so annoying. I hate because I hate that when you, they do you, they do like a one off joke and you're like, oh, that fucking sucks. I hope they don't do that again. A minute, just almost <laughs> like a. Recur- I think I mentioned this with PC Principal in the South Park episode. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well that episode didn't work. Look forward to seeing what they got next week. And then he he has been in it ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I quite liked all the kind of stuff like with the parents you know how like in the last few years it feels like vhs has become sort of a horror signifier there's literally a series yeah. of horror, horror films called vhs but there was also there was some other quite good show on netflix i'm forgetting what it's called but it was about this guy who like goes fucking mad digitizing all these old vhs's and yeah it just seems oh, yeah. to be a- fertile territory kind of stuff right yeah um yeah I, I did like that. I liked the aesthetic enough. I liked I liked a lot of elements of the story. I liked that basically like it starts off with like, oh, a cab, oh that's awkward. Your dad's a cop, and then it's like, oh no, yeah. no, your dad's also a fucking sick ass murder murderer. So like a yeah. cab, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was nice, but I like, don't, I don't like know we how, said, we're, like, we're we're hardened criminals on this show, so we don't really fuck with the police, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I always give points to something if a cop turns out to be an asshole in the story yeah yeah i got you there um so episode three yeah that's two that's beyond the sea is that a song by is that bobby darren that song you would probably know a lot better than me i think it might be bobby darren probably anyway what's this one about this is the astronaut one. Yeah, with Ryan. It was apparently set in nineteen sixty nine, but I think I must have blinked and missed that line. Like I saw like the aesthetic looked kinda old timey, but I didn't really didn't seem to have anything to do with the plot other than I guess there was that hippie cult, which is kind of Manson. Yeah, <laughs> this is the one where but like they come up in one scene and never come up again. Like oh, I kept yeah, thinking, no... like, oh, this must be like a wide movement, right? Like, there's gonna is it gonna come for this other guy. No, never showing up again. <laughs> I think it was sort of an attempt to like uh, portray like the detachment of um, being up in space while the world goes on down on Earth. It's like literally there is nothing you can do. It's like your family mm-hmm. are down on Earth. Then these people come along and murder them, and your life in space is just literally uh, on the surface exactly the same as it was, you know. So I think that might yeah. have been how they they uh, what they were trying to convey there. But I mean, yeah, I thought this was kind of you know it it worked reasonably well dramatically. Like Aaron Paul was good in it. Um, I did enjoy his performance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right about what they were going for, sure. And I, and I actually, uh, in the first few scenes, before it was totally clear that they were in space, I, I thought this was going to be like about like uh, the metaverse kind of thing, like some kind of future where we're all just like hyper online and, and we live our lives like artificially. You know, I thought that's, uh, I thought that's okay. where it was going to be going. So I thought, again, very clearly it's about alienation about like n- what is reality and what what what, what is uh, that kind of stuff uh, which is great fertile territory this is like classic black mirror lots and lots of potential here uh, but i just i mean i i had i had some issues with it like like i say i don't i don't get the relevance of it being set in the past apart from to say hey look we can do sci-fi in an older setting so they could have some hippies in it just some mad murderous uh, hippies, hippies still come. exist so i don't i don't know I, yeah, but, it, it felt but, odd. yeah i guess <laughs> it was like just an aesthetic like, in 1969 no... they were very famously murdering people in one specific instance <laughs> mostly and they were very what, nice what peaceful people space <laughs> missions were they doing in 1969 they were just going to the moon i mean i just felt i needed more explanation about why they were in space that long i mean and... just playing devil's advocate that is quite a significant space mission <laughs> it is but, but you're not gone for that long you're oh yeah you're for true. a couple weeks i think yeah like what's it say on wikipedia uh... what are they doing uh they've embarked on a six-year deep space mission during which they inhabit mechanical replicas of their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say what they're actually doing up there. They're just on a mission yeah. in space for six years. I'm pretty sure it's never clear, no. Which is fine, again. Like, that, that's not the point of the story, what they're doing in space. I don't need every detail spelled out to me. But there was just... It felt like, like you said, they had this idea, this concept. They wanted to do a story about alienation and, like, living in artificial bodies. But they just really didn't put any more effort into thinking that through beyond that point. Because, like, I already mentioned to you in the messages how, like, it perplexed me why you're going on a dangerous deep space mission. Any space mission is dangerous nowadays, never mind 1969. Why are they sending the humans into space and then beaming their brains into robots on Earth? Why are they not sending the robots into oh, space? Oh yeah, shit, good and point. Beaming the brains up there, and then you could have anybody control those robots. It doesn't even have to be just these two people. Like I don't, I like they could have had an explanation. Like I don't know, to, humans are to, more reliable. They but, need to get uh, you working for the Pentagon, man. <laughs> and how they never thought of this shit. <laughs> well they they have I, they, like science fiction has done this kind of story before about like uh, I, I, I don't watch I haven't watched a lot of modern science fiction but I've definitely heard of stories about like where the point of the story is like corporations don't care about human lives so they'll do something like they'll they'll send humans into these horrible dangerous conditions even though they could send robots yeah that makes sense as a story idea but they don't they never like do any kind of explanation just you, they just expect you to accept that for some reason or another humans had to go into space but not robots and for some reason or another they they also just say that they can't build a new replica for the one that gets destroyed, but they can just beam 
his brain into another person's replica like that seems contradictory to me again it's a thing that like doesn't necessarily need a huge explanation uh but it feels like they literally just hand wave that one they say oh they can't build him a new one that was made when he was on earth and and they don't go they don't i don't it didn't make logical sense which then just leaves the story which for me it was like the moment that uh, that um, uh, the moment Aaron Paul's character is like, what if I offer my friend uh, uh, my body for uh, like just a couple hours here and there, uh, and, and his hot wife is like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, oh well, this is going to be about infidelity, such like, on some level, and then it was, and yeah, and, yeah, it's true. Uh, like, what uh, the fuck was going to happen there? Like, just this messed up guy who's like, just he's going to like kill himself by jumping into the endless void of space. And you're just like, <laughs> hey man, yeah, go and hang out with my hot wife, um, and, and it'll be fine. Um, you know, he's right to trust his wife, I guess, because she isn't into. Um, he, he, yeah, she isn't into the other guy. Nothing who, uh, actually. No infidelity actually happens. Her. Yeah, uh, they get murdered by the unstable authoritarian guy uh, who who could have seen that coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> at the end, it's just the just the fellas left basically. <laughs> like again, like there's some good bits. I do like how they like like at the beginning, uh, the guy who ends up going crazy. Like you see him with his own kids, and he's like not totally unreasonable or anything but he's definitely being pretty strict like he's sit still i'm drawing you you know like yeah like we see that he is like already kind of like like i say he's got that kind of authoritarian mindset of just orders and then later on that does grow and develop there's good elements there's good characterization good performances as i think we already touched on but i just there was a lot of the 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 big twists were obvious <laughs> mm. and uh again like similar to the last episode with throwing in that death at the end just sort of, it felt like yeah charlie brooker just had to get some more like sadness in there because it yeah. couldn't be enough that like this guy is already fucked up in the head and uh, like what's gonna happen <laughs> well you know uh, charlie, brooker. Situation. charlie brooker he's uh, just a little twisted you know he's sort of like the fictitious character <laughs> the joker if you think about it, he just does things a little askew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I really had too much else about uh, that one. Um, Maisie uh, Day. Like, oh, yeah, sorry. Maisie Day. Maisie Day probably is the highlight in, in of the problem of like the problem I have with some of these episodes so far. In that, like, I just I don't get the messaging at all oh i thought you were gonna say it was the highlight of the series i was gonna be like what i thought this one fucking sucked (laughs) oh no this was trash Uh, like it started off like okay so this is going to be about the paparazzi and how that's bad how i hate celebrities more than the nazis to quote kanye who really hates (laughs) i guess he likes paparazzi i guess yeah Yeah, because he loves the nazis so he must kind of like paparazzi yeah there you go well yeah sorry carry on yeah no i'm just like uh, it's it's a fairly simplistic message but it it is one i guess i could have gotten behind but then it just why does it just turn into a supernatural thriller at like the 30 minute mark Uh, yeah so it's it's basically like um 
Oh, so there's paparazzi and they like to hound the celebrities, but what if that celebrity uh, was a fucking werewolf? Basically, that's what it... I, I think that's sort of the point he was trying to make. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, you kind of like, yeah, the, the paparazzi are getting... Are the, are the hunters, but then they're getting hunted? Oh, uh, yeah, you've got it. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. That's <laughs> definitely it. That is 100% what he's trying to say. Oh, man. Like that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not nothing else about it. It, it had, I, like so many of these episodes, it did have bits of like, uh, like good acting and good like yeah. characterization where I could have been like, oh, this could be a interesting hook, uh, or like, like I was kind of into like the that that uh young guy who was behind the counter at the diner. I was kind of I, I liked his character. It's like, oh, is he going to be a big part of this story? Nah, nah. He just gets oh, his yeah. face ripped off a bit later. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and, and, you know, this show, this really, you know, this should have like really fucked me up because I'm historically terrified of werewolves. Like, How are you? <laughs> when I when I was a little, well, not even that little, right up, I must have been like fucking 12, 13 when that episode of Doctor Who with the werewolf in aired, and I was fucking scared as shit by that. And like, fucking Archie's Weird Mysteries, that had a werewolf in it, there was that Harry Potter film, all this stuff fucking scared the shit out of me. I had fucking dreams where there was a wolf in my room, all this shit. I punched it in one of them. Um... <laughs> yeah so generally i it's werewolf stuff fucking trips my nut out but this was i was just like hi oh, yeah hmm. yeah for media they are venal and terrible people i agree but i'm unmoved i mean I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean I was, I was much younger i do remember being re- properly freaked out about the the, the werewolf episode in doctor who oh uh, yeah because it's just the way that like the fucking skin pops and then it's just all fucking the the hair comes off and then your bones all con- yeah. grow and yeah, body horror like, isn't it body, exactly it's like real yeah real like david cronenberg shit which happens in this episode but the big difference, I feel like they, that, like in the Doctor Who episode, it's very clear from the outset. Okay, this is going to be like one of their spooky episodes. This is going to have like a horror feel to it, and it builds up the suspense. In this show, yeah, it's it feels like two completely different shows mishmashed into one episode, where it's a social commentary thing at the first half, and then it's. Like I guess there is a that potential interpretation, but it just feels like a, a, a suspense thriller at the end, and it it doesn't work. It's a weird transition. Doesn't Doctor save um the Queen Victoria from the werewolf yeah. in Doctor Who? <laughs> what a melt! <laughs> <laughs> True, truly one of his lesser moments. Uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! Oh yes, you're right. There's only five, so there's one. There's one episode left, unless we had anything more to say about Maisie Day. No, no. But for me, episode five was actually for me, yeah, the strongest one. I, I, I enjoyed it the most. I had the most fun. Yeah, this is because I like racism. I love racism. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now you're getting into the spirit of things. There you go. yeah, what's it? so so it's like it's about a young British Asian woman in the seventies, isn't it? Who she works yeah. at a kind of dead end job at a department store, and everyone around her is a fucking prick. 
and they're all pretty uh, sort of casually racist to her, or like sniff sniffy about her, and an obvious which makes it like the way. unlike the nineteen sixties space episode. Like this one actually feels like there's a there's a little bit of a reason to set it in nineteen seventy nine. You've got the exactly. National Front and all, yeah, that, who know. were sort of like the hippies of their day, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly iconic in that exact same way as Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were just trying to ignite the race war, man. Do you mean Charles Manson there? I, did, I, I missed that initially. Did, what did I say? Marilyn Manson. Fuck, yes, Charles yeah. Manson. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure he's like, I'm sure Marilyn Manson has like played with Nazi imagery at some point, you know. That's the kind Famous of hippie cultist Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish his music sounded more like hippie bullshit. I'd probably enjoy it. Um, although yeah. he d- he's got some good stuff on the Lost Highway soundtrack, but that's more because I associate it with the film. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Demon Seventy Nine. Yeah. So um, there's also this continent who he's like he's a is he a Tory MP or something or a yeah. parliamentary candidate? But really, this girl's like. Oh yeah, I wanna. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I like you, but I'm gonna be voting for the National Front. And he's like, "Oh, don't vote for them because they're. You know, they're, the problem with the front is they're not smart about it. They don't know not how get to get elected." Yeah, exactly. It's like they know, they need to. We, they need to learn how to say the right things. Yeah, exactly. And he basically explains political dog whistling to her. <laughs> kind of like, here's how you be racist without using slurs. And she's like, oh, that's brilliant. Okay, I'll vote for you then. And um... <laughs> so um, then, yeah, uh, this uh, demon shows up. Uh, oh, yeah, she finds a talisman. And it it unleashes a demon in training named Ga Ga Gap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Gap <laughs> is dressed as the lead singer of Boney M, which is a form he adopts because she likes their song uh, when the video is playing on TV, and um, he feels that this form would make her feel comfortable. The outfit was pretty fun, I yeah. will say. Yeah, so that adds a... <laughs> Just uh, these huge, poofy shoulders, yeah. Yeah, yeah that adds a um, fun, absurd touch to the whole thing. Yeah, this is one of only the two episodes, I feel, in this season that really capture that, that comedy aspect at all. Uh, this one was funnier than... To. This one was funnier than the first episode, I thought. Which Definitely. Was, yeah. Which, as I yes. said, I thought had no uh, bangers when it came to jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's yeah, quite good. Th- th- this felt fun uh, in a lot of ways. I I was a little mystified. In a, uh, again, I didn't get the messaging really too much. Uh, it's like on on the one hand, it seemed to be sort of pro killing bad people, but also kind of not. But then the reasons given for not doing it, there wasn't really a reason. The cop just kind of shows up when she's about to kill the Tory Nazi future Hitler. Oh, that guy. was so annoying because she's just killed people who were like bad, but like not that bad and then she just fucking and then she like doesn't kill the guy who's gonna be like british hitler but it doesn't even matter because like he's not gonna be british hitler because the world dies in nuclear firestorm because oh yeah okay kill him yeah <laughs> so, that that, that is so, quite good uh, but i like i quite uh, like the ending actually where she's been arrested <laughs> and the cops are like you kind of know what's gonna happen but the cops are like oh well 
looks like your demon wasn't so correct after all. And then, and then, like, yeah, another cop comes in, like, Gov, you got to see this. <laughs> you go outside, the sky is on fire. Uh, yeah. I knew it was, I, I, I knew it was I did coming. like it because I actually I, I I thought on the balance that was probably where it was going, but yeah. on the other hand, not too unlike Charlie Brooker to be like, well, actually, the crazy lady was crazy the yeah, whole yeah, time, was, this, and this she's bitch going is just to mentally jail. Ill. Yeah, it's just like with that episode <laughs> where it's like you watch this woman be like tortured for like the whole episode, and then at the end, it's like, yeah, she fucking killed some kids, so she kind of <laughs> she kind of had yeah. it coming. But also, maybe this isn't how we should be meeting out justice in our society. Just saying, <laughs> just add, just adding that on there. Yeah, I don't think Brooker was advocating that. <laughs> So that this episode... but the more mystifying thing for me was just how it didn't like I, I I mean like the original Twilight Zone would do supernatural stuff that wasn't like science fiction. Uh, it it's okay I guess to like experiment with different things. It just the whole tone and everything it felt so different from the rest of the season and the rest of the show that I felt like it could have been a strong start to like a different anthology series or something you know yeah well there, there uh, are certain other black mirror episodes and so forth that have this kind of feel and i'm thinking of that that interactive movie they did bandersnatch which i think is set in like the 80s or something and um but charlie oh, yeah. charlie brooker has done a few of these things where it's uh you know whether they're black mirror or, or something else where they're kind of like uh they draw heavily on the stuff that he really enjoyed growing up like the types of films and the types of tv shows oh, sure. and this is obviously not just set in 1979 i mean it it's uh stylized to look like something from 1979 nostalgia um, really drips from this one yeah yeah and he he loves uh, this kind of weird british horror and stuff like the twilight zone as well he is hugely influenced by like american anthology series um you know low budget british films from back in those days the, the you know kind of pulpy stuff video nasties um yeah and i would kind of like to see him do some more of that stuff um rather than you know um I mean, that's that's the issue, isn't it? Because the kind of the whole thing about Black Mirror is like, oh, well, it's a satire show about, you know, how the future is all it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like sometimes you sometimes you want to draw on the past. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I it, it's it's a solid episode. I just I wish the rest of the season uh, matched at least in quality. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're um, right. It, it it was an interesting one. It was funny. It was uh, I, I was a little baffled. I like about yeah the, the messaging. Like uh, what is it trying to say? It doesn't have to say anything. But again, Black Mirror feels like it's always been trying to say something, and then this season it feels like it's really been struggling to say that something in a lot of cases. Yeah, and in this episode, it's like. Okay, yes, yes, racism is bad. That's a good message. That's fine. But then, yeah, with the what are we supposed to take away from the not killing the future Hitler guy? What are we supposed to take from his he's the bit where he's like it's weird how he explains dog whistling and then literally the very next moment the demon gives uh, the main character a vision uh show, showing that 
in the future, that guy gets kicked out of the Tory party for being too racist. So he, he wasn't dog whistling enough, I guess. Mm, I don't... That's kind of what Enoch then... Powell. That's kind of what happened with Enoch Powell, though. To be fair, he he and he then he starts of... his own party. But this is in 1979, and then like, yeah, it's, and then it's I don't, and then it's in the future, and I don't I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's I didn't understand what it was trying to say by all that. I'm not sure. Well, obviously, events. it's it's drawing heavily like, on the. Clearly, I guess that means extremist messaging is pretty popular in the future. Which I guess that's a message. But then, yeah, you're not supposed to kill him. But which well, drawing and, pretty and, heavily and the, on Stephen the King's The Dead Zone. Even, like explain why she shouldn't. He's just kind of like, come on, love. Yes, you sh- <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Great and she just Puts down but, the hammer. But no, there's a right wing demagogue in the Dead Zone as well. Which is, you know, uh, which came out the the year the episode is set. Yeah, it says that on Wikipedia, but this is, I do think this is useful because, yeah, you know, what what is it that happens in the dead zone? Like, um, you know, he he's a uh, Stephen, uh, fuck, uh, like Christopher, the guy who Christopher Walken plays in the movie, like he's in an accident and then he can like see the future. And there's this guy who is like clearly going to become uh, like a fascist dictator and it's like, you know, do you kill him or what? That's kind of the question of that as well. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I mean, it's a story that's come up a lot. I mean, Roald Dahl wrote that, like, wrote a story about baby Hitler. I don't think it was about killing him, was it? No, it was about coming to say, and it was about going to visit baby Hitler and telling him all the useful information about the Jews that he can use <laughs> yes. later. <laughs> it's about how to educate baby Hitler properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How to shake his <laughs> fucking Jewish hand question. and say, "You're gonna, you're gonna do good one day, kid." <laughs> To clarify, these are the views of Roald Dahl, not of a real politic podcast. Uh, yeah, do you notice that this one was labelled um, Red Mirror Presents? Mm, yes, I did what's, catch that. What's all that about, then? I'm not entirely sure. I, I, I heard I'm, a little bit. No fucking idea. Because uh, it was supernatural rather than tech shit? Maybe? Well, did Maisie, did the Maisie Day episode do that? Because that was also pretty supernatural. It had cameras in it, <laughs> but then she <laughs> she had a TV uh, which had like Bonium on it. And so in Demon Seventy Nine, she watched some shit on TV. So that would have been kinda, cutting edge in nineteen seventy nine. That's pretty technological now, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just sorry. Yeah, uh, Charlie Brooker has explained that this is because of the slight shift in focus, where previous episodes have always centered on tech. This one has no noticeable. Notable technology at its center point. Cool, and but I actually I don't think get that, yeah, good. Ma- do a series seems to disprove that, but do okay. a whole series of Red Mirror because fundamentally tech is boring bullshit for fucking nerds, and uh, he, it's yeah. run its course now. He's done like what six seasons of Black. Sorry, I I know you like your tech. I'm just I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of joking, sort of expressing my own inadequacy at having spending like two hours trying to get a Twitch stream working last night. Yeah, six seasons plus a special and a movie of this show run the tech thing into the ground let's get some red mirror with like some supernatural fucking shit it needs more variety yeah but it maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't maybe black mirror needs to end and maybe something else needs to start like just because like, like you've done something for six seasons charlie doesn't mean you gotta keep doing it i'm sure netflix is offering you plum deals but yeah he he co-wrote uh, Demon Seventy Nine with um, Bisha K Ali, who's a British yeah. Pakistani 
stand-up comedian and screenwriter, and she is apparently the head writer for the streaming television series Miss Marvel. But Disney, so that that's hmm. surprising that the episode isn't complete bullshit then. <laughs> well, hell. you know, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I've never seen that show. It's a show, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure it's shit, like all Marvel is. Uh, but, like, and nobody, well, not nobody, but very few people, like, even as an example, like, very few people want to grow up and want to write, you know, like, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But it's a job you get yeah yeah especially if you're like some british comedian and then fucking disney plus come to you and they're like we'll give you all this money to direct a show like the world's (laughs) biggest franchise you'd probably say like yeah this probably beats just like doing the panel shows every fucking week which is you know i fucking hate disney but if they came to me with an offer i mean i'd be hard pressed to say no exactly (laughs) i fucking hate disney's but i disney but i fucking hate panel shows as well and 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 it's it's like you know i fucking hate disney but i fucking hate ron DeSantis too And everyone, of course, always feels like maybe, maybe I can bring my own touch to this. Maybe I can make it better than it would yeah, be. Yeah, they never can, but yeah. you know, one, give it a try. Yeah, see, you give know, it a go. Yeah, get a steady check for a little bit. See, as, as long as, as long as it's not forever. Um, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, uh, the reason I started this all this. off by saying like uh, Charlie Brooker just hates his audience, though, like. There was that season four episode, wasn't there? I think it was season four, the the, the Black Museum. Oh yeah, like an anthology of anthologies. It was like three separate stories of. Oh yeah, and it, and it seemed to basically be about like fake news. Don't you kind of suck for wanting to watch people be miserable? And yeah. it's like Charlie, you're the one writing the people being miserable. Oh yeah, it's I, like I, no, I don't at, need to watch people be miserable. Per at se. the end of a true crime show, when they're like, but really isn't the real murderer <laughs> you <laughs> it's like no we truly do live in a society <laughs> putting aside that stupid aren't you the real murder murderer formulation i just came up with no we're not the real bad guy at the end of any true crime documentary because you're fucking producing it and putting all this money into it to exploit the stuff so no it is you who is worth uh, uh, netflix or whatever who is worse than the audience yeah <laughs> i felt that in the joan is awful episode with the whole yeah, yeah the, the, joan the, is the, awful not, the signing awful. the way your rights thing and like not, not being questioned really and uh, the fact that, like, the whole, like, how Netflix can do that is never questioned. Like, it's, it, 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 like, Charlie just seems to always put the blame on this very liberal conception of society where it, it kind of means common people. Like, uh, you yeah. scruffy, regular people. You, I think that you mentioned the episode, I forget the name, you know, with the lady who murders kids and then gets tortured for the rest of time. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Hang the DJ. Like, you it? scruffy people, you you yeah. want you want justice, you want your revenge. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's, and Charlie Brooker always kind of, he does that on his screen wipe shows and stuff. Yeah, like, it's like, you, like, you, you scum would all become a baying mob if, if we let you if we even benevolent like, ruling class is that a segment of society that like yeah sure there, there's horrible parts of society there's people who who act kind of nasty in various ways uh 
and we all have some kind of horrible nastiness put into us by society and this is all true but at like i don't it doesn't feel like the blame is being directed in the right direction i feel like he he's kind of blaming the victims he's saying that it's regular powerless people's fault that we're because we keep asking for more of this shit you know uh that's 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 how season six especially made me feel but it's been it's been there throughout um and yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah so i I just feel i just feel like i'm being insulted by charlie brooker every time (laughs) every time there's an obvious twist every time there's a message that it doesn't make sense or is contradictory or is too uh, trite i'm just like you're you you're you're mocking me, Charlie. You're mocking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, how I feel uh, about Starmer all the time that he's just personally <laughs> trying to wrong me as much as possible. Exactly. And I think that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, uh, we're both targeted individuals to conclude our review <laughs> of Black Mirror. <laughs> Charlie Brooker, through through the power of big tech, is conspiring to uh, to, to to personally spite us. Tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.